Episode number five of our song podcast. My name's James Gilmore. As always, I'm joined by Megan. How are you today, Megan? I'm good. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. We are recording this on a Saturday night, which is the first time we've recorded this on a Saturday night before. How are you feeling now that it's a Saturday afternoon for you? Um, I'm pretty excited to be off work because it was a pretty long day. And you're going to, uh, forgotten where, but you're going to see Five Sauce tomorrow. In Chicago, yes. Chicago, that was it. That was it. I didn't, you were excited about that. Oh my gosh, I probably have freaked out about it like six times today. Oh, well, all of, if you missed the story behind that, and it's somewhere within the region of the 15th of April, then you can listen back to Megan's show and find out all about that story. It feels like it's been forever since we recorded the last episode of this, because it was well over a week ago. Mm-hmm, just about. we did it. Yeah. So anyway, I'm very excited to be back with you. Well, I'm excited to be here too. That's good. I feel like we do a lot of bonding over this show. Um, which is always a good thing, I think. I think yeah. so. Yeah, I totally agree. Okay, great. Well, um, for those who don't know and who've never listened to this podcast before, on our song, Megan and I both bring two songs that have been the centre of our universe to the podcast. We talk about why we like them, what they mean to us, what they remind us of. And um, yeah, we kind of chat about the lyrics and yeah what makes these songs so important to us and megan you're gonna go first this week okay so i choose this week fire escape by andrew mcmahon and the wilderness and what's a crazy fact about this song is that the first time I really I heard it, I thought it was originally that one particular song that Five Sauce had that they sold. And then I all of a sudden got like super obsessed with it and I thought it was a really good song. And I think only three months ago, I found out that the singer of this song happens to be the same guy who used to be Jack's Manigan. So who's Jack's? Because like you're mentioning names here, other than Five Sauce, I don't know <laughs> Andrew McMahon or Jack's Manigan. Did you say? Yes. Yeah, so Jack's Manigan was a pretty big alternative singer, probably like in the mid two thousands. Um, a lot of his songs were actually on episodes of One Tree Hill. He actually was on an episode of One Tree Hill as well. Um, and one of his probably one of his most popular songs is Dark Blue. And Andrew McMahon is actually his real name. Jack's Mannequin was just a stage name he had in the in the mid early two thousands. I guess I guess that was yeah. Be the and case. then yeah. I guess that would could have also been like the overall name of his band because he did have backup players at the time. And um, he actually ended up going through cancer um, in the late two thousands and the early tens, and he just decided to come back as himself. And I guess like when I looked it up in the in. Andrew McMahon is obviously him, and then in the wilderness, that's like his backup band when he goes on tour. So I think that's pretty cool. That's really cool. And is this the song that Five Sauce sold to him? 
It is not. I looked into that. Um, it sounds like when you listen to it at the very beginning, it kind of sounds like that. And I remember, like, I kind of noticed it, but I didn't tell anybody. And a few weeks later, one of my friends, who I pretty much see Fiasus with together all the time, like, we're actually seeing them together in Chicago. And when she texted me, probably, like, a month after the first time I ever heard the song, and she's like, have you heard Fire Escape by Andrew McMahon? And I was like, yeah, I have. She goes, doesn't it sound like Teenage Queen? And I was like, okay, I'm glad I'm not the only weird person that thought that. And it's not, unfortunately. Oh, cool. I think it just sounds really similar to it, but it's not. Um, they actually ended up selling that song to a K-pop band somewhere in South Korea. So, And they're right here with us. No, I'm joking. So, interesting. You know what? <laughs> when we were... Uh, we recorded your radio show this week, uh, last night. I know you know that, but people listening to this won't. Um, you did a fantastic job, by the way. Uh, really good. <laughs> I'm not joking. I don't know why you're laughing. It was great. Um, anyway, you were talking about, uh, we're talking about like, TV reunions. Yeah. And like shows getting spin-offs and that sort of stuff. And you said about, and I'm mentioning this because you said that Andrew McMahon had cancer. And mm-hmm. then he came back as himself. And you mentioned Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You're talking about Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. And I looked up photos of her. And it's so sad. She looks so, so different. It's very, very sad. Because um, I remember, because her, her son goes to the Northwest. It's called the Northwestern University. And he plays basketball for them. So last year during March Madness, uh, Northwestern was in the, um, I guess you could call it the playoffs. And you could see her on her TV. And I mean, she was just like shining. She was such a proud mom. And then within two months later is when she told everyone that she was cancer. And um, she's on that show Veep. And it just recently won an award. I believe it was like on the SAG Awards or something like that. And she couldn't come because her cancer is so bad. But I think that she said that, like, she's going to be all right. She's got, like, excellent... I mean, obviously, with this sort of thing, it's mm-hmm. you never really know. And even when it's gone, you never really know. Yeah. But she did, in her statement, said something like, she's very fortunate. She's got, like, the best doctors and great support and that sort of stuff. So mm-hmm. hopefully it's only going to be, like, a temporarily sad story, if you know what I mean. Yeah, that's kind of how it was here with Andrew McMahon. I believe, I can't remember exactly exactly what he had, but I believe it was leukemia and it was pretty bad for him for a while to the point where he just completely dropped off the face of the earth and you didn't hear about him. And so I think that's why it shocked a lot of people when all of a sudden he came back as Andrew McMahon and not many people knew he was the same guy as Jax Manigan. Because when he was in Jax, he never told people really what his name was. Yeah, he was just Jax Manigan. That's such an amazing name. What would your stage name be? I don't know. I don't think it's going to be anything as cool. Um, Jax, what is it? Jax, is it mannequin or mannequin? Like man, like, like a mannequin. Like, you know, like when you go to the store uh, and you see those plastic things wearing clothes. I thought it was mannequin. I was like, God knows what a mannequin is, but that's fine. <laughs> right, mannequin, mannequin. That, okay, that makes much more sense. Yeah. That is such a great stage name. You could be like... You could be Megan's mannequin. Mannequin. How how do you even say that word now? Mannequin. <laughs> mannequin. Yeah, but it's a Q, it's a Q and a U. So. So you probably pronounce it a lot different than we do. You guys probably. obviously pronounce a lot of things right. different than we, we do. We pronounce a lot of things right. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, okay, interesting. Tell, talk me through the lyrics. What do you like about the lyrics so, of the song? So, you know, as mentioned, I've, I've heard this song quite a lot. And my favorite lyric in this entire song is where he's like, you're number one, you're the reason I'm still up at dawn. Just to see your face, we'll be going strong with the vampires. We belong, we belong awake. And for a while, like, I didn't really understand what this song was really talking about. And I watched the music video, and it's a little odd as well. Like, he, he's kind of just all over the place with it. And basically what he means here in this line, after just some severe digging, he was basically talking about the woman that was with him while he was going through cancer. So he was talking about basically how she supported him and that she's the reason that he's still pretty much doing what he loves. And I think that's really cool. So overall, he actually wrote the song about someone that supported him through thick and thin. And I think that's super adorable. That's so cute. I, I guess I that's know. something that's always relatable. And obviously not maybe in the way that he's thinking about that. He's obviously been through, I was going to say quite a unique circumstance. Unfortunately, not that much of a unique circumstance. But, the, you know, I, the people who are there for you, Mm-hmm. during the hard times tend to be the people who whether you like it or not stick with you for the rest of time mm-hmm. i wholeheartedly agree with that i was just having that conversation with um some pe- friends at work and we were having like a little because we're, we're finally having warm weather here by the way and so we went outside and we hung out for like an hour and we were kind of talking about how some of our family members have passed away and one of the girls was like, the most amazing thing is, is that when something so devastating happens to you is when you find out who your true friends are. And I was like, I wholeheartedly agree because when my grandma got sick, a lot of my friends stopped talking to me because they didn't want to hear about it. Yeah. And then once well, they weren't stuck, your friends, were they? Yeah. And then the ones that stuck with me, I knew those are people I'm going to have in my life probably forever. Yeah. Well... This somewhat loosely links to my song, loosely. Um, I think it links to this like the similar reason. So the song is Midland uh, with Czech Cash and Country. This ain't Czech Cash and Country. I saw them play this at Country to Country Festival, uh, which I don't even know when it was now. I'm going to say March, but my like timeline of time, like I've, I've lost all sense of time this year. Um, I saw them, as I said, play it live, and that was like such a magical set anyway. But that it was just like, I don't know, I'd been listening to them for a while, and to mm-hmm. see them on you know, the main stage at the O2 Arena, which is the busiest arena in the UK, mm-hmm. um, it was just absolutely incredible. Um, basically, what I like about this song, and I'll go to the lyrics in a sec, but but it talks about the struggles and the sacrifice that you need to go through basically to get anywhere in life, and especially with like with country music, obviously, which is what they're in is particularly hard and it's particularly competitive. But with anything, it's like you know, you can't expect to get where you want to go if you're not willing to really work for it and work harder than everybody else. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I'll go through some of the lyrics. So verse one, rolling down the road in the heart of Texas, driving band playing country western, driving all night trying to make the next gig, sure ain't getting any rested. Uh, with the highway below and the Lord above me on the telephone saying, don't cry, honey, trying to make enough 
uh, to keep the motor running. Sure, I ain't in it for the money. This ain't check cashing country. Um, but there's wait a second. Uh, yeah, so the bridge later on, which is a bit I like. So he goes, ain't check cash and country. I hear that tip jar's got a jingle because we ain't got a single on the radio. We may go dancing wherever we go, trying to uh, turn a nickel to solid country gold. So basically, like, what they're saying is, in their case, they're working really, really hard, but they, they just don't have it yet. Like, they, they don't have, in their case, a single on the radio, or they've not caught that break yet. So it literally is just a grind without any... Like there's been no success now, but they're just doing it based on self-belief mm-hmm. and like the, yeah, the belief that what they're doing will eventually be worth something. And I that's definitely something that I relate to in a really big way. But I also think it's just a really great message as well. I definitely have to agree with that. In What this like mostly reminds me of just because like I don't, I mean, I listen to country music, but I don't listen to it often. And clearly I need to start getting back into country because they're all randomly following me on Instagram. Like, yeah. I know. That's why I asked you about it. I was like, let me tell James about this just in case of this, maybe because people are listening to our podcast because we do do I a mean, lot of country songs. Let's just say yes. Sure. Okay. But, let's yeah. go with it. <laughs> But um, I was listening to the song, and I've actually heard it on the radio before. And the first time I ever heard it on the radio, and this is going to, like, go back to how I thought, like, this Andrew McMahon song was a five-star song, is I heard it, and I was like, oh, my gosh, the radio is playing a Justin Moore song. And Justin Moore used to be this, like, huge country artist several years ago. Like, I, I don't think he really has released much recently. And I thought at first, I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's going to be one of those, like, typical country songs that everybody knows. And then I started listening to the lyrics and I was like, oh, this is like them trying to like, you know, work really hard and, you know, hard work pays off. And what it made me think about is 21 Pilots because they started with absolutely nothing. They took a minivan to all of their shows around the country until they started finally blowing up. Yeah. Well, that's I think like you tend to find that there are very few success stories mm-hmm. which don't involve people literally grind like the word now would be grinding like i i personally think that word is so weird but it's like you've got to put the hard work in and like the phrase that is quite common in music is that there's no such thing as a overnight success mm-hmm. because unless you're like that walmart singing boy then the yodeling boy in Walmart. Yeah, then you're an overnight success. Yeah, Coachella. I uh, don't get me started because I've got such like Coachella FOMO right now, and he, I mean, he was there, and everybody's there. Like Kendall Jenner did a set. Like, don't get me started. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, there's no such thing as an overnight success, and. Any, you know, anybody who has success has to grind and the people who work and work and work and work when things are so difficult but they just continue plowing ahead are the people who will have you know who are, are going to become this i'd like to think the successful people because you need to i think struggle shapes people mm-hmm. and ultimately makes you a better fighter also i'm just a really big fan of midland separately from what their song means to me mm-hmm. um and yeah i just think they are amazing it's the acms this weekend yeah i saw they're gonna be at there because they're actually like advertising them in the commercials yeah well they because they've won like best new group or something like it's already oh, been announced awesome. that they've won it so yeah and i think they massively deserve it so we need to yeah. somehow reel them into like wizard radio 
Oh no, don't you get, don't, I interviewed <laughs> them. I interviewed them. It's on our website. If you go on our website, click on the search bar, Midland. Um, I interviewed them after C2C. And I must say, it was the most heavily edited interview we've ever broadcasted because the um, language was of particular um, <laughs> vulgarity, I guess. Uh, but it was really funny. And um, they're coming yeah. back to the UK later this year. So I'm very excited. That's exciting. And I'm sure they probably talk with like heavy, like Southern accents too. So you're probably just like, what are they talking to me about? To be honest, then I think they're like more Western than Southern. Okay. So yeah, no, I I understood exactly what they were saying. Like to, I don't know. I think with them, like they're just really funny and seeing them isn't just like seeing a performance or a gig. It's like seeing a whole show, even though they don't have elaborate sets. It's not like going to a Katy Perry show. It's just, they are so good. At, like they just say fast. They say funny. Like it really works. So yeah. Anyway, the lyrics to this song, as I said, mean a lot to me. Um, and just really speak to that. You just work and work and work to break through. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a great song. So Midland, Czech Cash and Country. We're I just deaf. dabbed, but nobody saw that. <laughs> so. Maybe I shouldn't have mentioned that actually. But, you know, speaking of country, I did, you know, choose another country artist for my yeah, second song. Yeah, it says the person who says, like, I don't really listen to country. You meant you brought up Sam Hunt as your next song. Because, like, he's, like, exception to it because he's, like, country pop. He's a lot like Taylor Swift, okay? Don't. No, no, no. And... First, wait a second. No. Taylor yes. Swift isn't a country artist anymore. Okay? But she was. Yeah, Sam Hunt is still a country artist. Yeah, but you also have to, like, admit that she went from, like, country to country pop, and then she all of a sudden was just pop, and she kind of just stayed there. Yep. Actually, also, if I'm going to double back on myself for a second, I'm going to give you this one, Megan, because she also just wrote that song for Little Big Town. She's featured on the new Sugarland album, and she performed at the Bluebird Cafe in Nashville. So she is seemingly, I think, like it looks like she's going back to her roots sort of thing. But anyway, you win. One point, Megan, no points, James, whatever. Thank you so much. And that's why I kind of chose him because I feel like Sam Hunt is more country pop than he is like full-blown country. And he's also really good to look at, but that's a different story. Do you think so? Because yeah. I've heard people say that. And obviously, Body Like a Back Road was a massive song. Um... And when I was in America last year, it was like I heard it everywhere. It was everywhere. Everywhere. Literally. I was in America for two weeks. I must have heard it about 100 times. Yeah, because it even played on our pop stations because it literally, like, everyone just loved it. And I heard that song, like, way before it even started becoming popular on the radio. I remember it... Like it came on on the radio. I actually didn't even come on the radio. My my cell phone was Bluetoothed into my speakers in my car, and I was part of this carpool team. And it, it it shuffled on, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, I love this song. I keep hearing it on the radio." And I'm like, "I was like, oh cool, this song is on the radio." And they're like, "Yeah." And I was like, "I've had this on my playlist since like early of January of 2017." Yeah. And well, they're just like, "Oh." Yeah, I heard it in IHOP. Yeah. I, I think Sam Hunt is just wonderful. I think he has a really good voice. And it's kind of crazy because he's originally a college football player. And one day he was like, yeah, let me just become a singer and let's hope it works out. And it totally worked out for him. Well, there we go. So, anyway, what song? So I choose Leave the Night On, which is one of his original songs off his debut album. Find a row no man, way back in the slow lane. Sky dropping Jupiter around, it's like some old train. Will they 
originally heard about him. I can't remember where I was, but I think I may have been, like, at a Dan and Shay concert, and it just randomly shuffled on, because I actually see them quite often when they come to town. And I chose a song, actually, just because it randomly had to have shoveled on to my playlist, and I was like, oh, I love this song. So I chose it for this week, and I just love when, he, you know, he just kind of talks about how he's, like, on a date with this pretty girl, and how he just wishes it doesn't end. And that's, like, to me, that's just super romantic. <laughs> so I was like, I wish every boy would be like this, but they're not, unfortunately. Yeah, well, I, so, here's the thing. We fall into the romance of songs, don't we? That is that's, very true. That's why, and it's sad. Here we go. We should have a theme tune for all of the, like, not meant to be, but just our sad comments that I make on this show. That's why sometimes I prefer sad songs, because it's actually more realistic, isn't it? Very true. So, yeah. Anyway, Leave the Night On uh, by Sam. What? Tell me about the lyrics. So one of my favorite is probably over towards actually towards the end of the song where he's like, you got the beat right, killing in your Levi's, high on your lovings, got me buzzing like a streetlight. It's still early out in Cali. Don't you want a rally? We'll find a road with no name. Lay back in the slow lane. And as someone who grew up in the absolute middle of nowhere, this is basically him just wanting to spend his entire night with her in going down the dirt back roads. And when you're like from the middle of nowhere and you get to do that, it's really fun. Like really fun. And I haven't done it like in a really long time that I've gone down all the back roads, but like when you're in a truck flying down them, that's the coolest thing in the world. Honestly, at least if you're from where I'm from. (laughs) Does this remind you of anything in particular? Um, it probably reminds me of like my early days, like right after I got out of high school and it's just like, wow, we finally have freedom. Because, like, here you're considered an adult when you turn 18. So it's like a first summer out of high school. We have nothing to worry about. And my friends would literally call me at, like, 11 o'clock at night. And they're like, what are you doing? And I'm just like, well, I, I was like, I'm trying to sleep. And they're like, no, get up. Like, we're going to go fishing. I was like, at 11 o'clock at night? And they're like, yeah, we're going to go fishing at 11 o'clock at night. It's like, we don't have curfews anymore. So, literally, we used to go they would pick me up and we would be like going 90 down the dirt roads to go fishing. And that's like what it reminds me of every single time I listen to the song. You know what? Those summers though, just after when you finished secondary school or high school in the summer is the best memories ever. Yeah. And because ours you... was really long too. So. Oh yeah. Cause you guys are basically in school half the year, out of school half the year. So, yeah, pretty much yeah. <laughs> and it was even extra long because like with us like when you're when because we call it you know your senior year we got done the first week of may and wow. all my friends that were going to ohio state we weren't going back to ohio state until the last week of september because back then they were still on quarters and now they're on semesters and so we were literally off of school from the first week of May until the last week of September. So we're just like, let's do everything we can possibly squeeze into the summer. This so is I- literally High School Musical. You do realize you lived High School Musical <laughs> too. That's what you did. Pretty much. I mean, we did have a country club. We, I mean, we have country clubs around here, but like nobody ever goes to them unless you're like wealthy. And no one really is wealthy. So, I mean, so we would go fishing late at night. We would be like, let's go four-wheeling. And we would be completely covered in mud. And you'd walk through your door at 3 o'clock in the morning. And I'm just like, mom's like yelling at me. Like, don't drag that dirt in my house. What's four-wheeling? 
Um, so there's this, like, little vehicles that, like, kind of, they look like motorcycles, but they're, like, wide, like, really wide. Oh, like quad bikes. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah, a quad bike. Yeah, we'll be calling four-wheeling here in Ohio. <laughs> oh, fine, okay, well, there we go. Last night, actually, I was walking my dog, and we saw, like, this whole group, I don't know what you'd call them, like, a herd of motorbikes, maybe? Okay. Um, a flock of motorbikes going we live like near a main road okay right down the main road and then there were like a couple quad bikes in there too and we're like what the hell are these people coming from it was was honestly looked like hell's angels like but then it was also motor it was a quad bike it was very random Mm -hmm. they're probably knowing like london they're probably 16 years old um okay we're running out of time can you believe we've got just over five minutes left oh we're gonna hit the half hour mark so then we definitely need to go ahead and get into your next song so this is an amazing song that I feel like I should have featured on this podcast much earlier. Her name is Jessie Reyes. Her most popular song is Figures, but this is Figures, a reprise, not a reprise, as I incorrectly said, uh, featuring Daniel Caesar, who is also absolutely amazing. I first got introduced to Jessie Reyes because somebody at work showed her to me, actually. Like, when she was really, really new before her EP came out and they were like, this person's going to be absolutely massive. And this song, I think this is the song that, like, got her signed because it is really emotional. Um, so I'll read you some lyrics. It goes, figures... I'm the bad guy because I can't learn to trust. Love, figures. You say sorry once and you think it's enough. I got a lineup of girls and a lineup of guys begging for me to just give him a try. Figures, I'm willing to stay because I'm sick for your love. I wish I could hurt you back. Love, what would you do? If you couldn't get me back, you're the one who's going to lose. Something so special, something so real. Tell me, boy, how in the would you feel if you couldn't get me back? That's what I wish I could do to you. So it's kind of like saying, I love you so much, so unbelievably much, uh, but you're like just not right for me. You're hurting me. And I kind of want to hurt you, but I'm like, I need you. I'm obsessed. I'm addicted to you, whatever. This needs to, um, I need to keep you in my life, but I wish I could hurt you so bad because of the way you treat me. That's at least what I take from it. Um, and I just think the song's incredible. I think it's such good writing. I think her, like her singing's really unique and really good. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily think I relate to the lyrics so much. But I don't know. It definitely reminds me of... This relates to our last podcast as well. But like what you were just saying, the summer after you finish high school, when you have your summer love and you're like, everything feels so so sunny and then you come crashing down at the end this reminds me of that you like don't want to lose your grip on the amazing experience the amazing everything that's going on but at the same time at some point you need to go what's best for me and let's get back to reality no you know how you said you don't relate to the song i totally do well there we go i always feel, sometimes i feel like we actually pick songs for each other without realizing it <laughs> like you had to have gone through this song and you'd be like man 
This is Megan and that guy that she really just wants to punch in the face. <laughs> no, I actually didn't even think about it. To be honest. The reason I played it was because I've kind of really regretted not vocally supporting Jesse Reyes enough. And mm-hmm. I was just like, she's got this new version of this song out. It's got Daniel Caesar in it, which is amazing. She just won loads of awards in Canada. We're going to go and we're going to release, like, I'm going to talk about this on the song, on the show, because it's an amazing song. And it kind of like, I've got these memories, which are similar, but I don't really relate to it. Um, so, yeah, I relate much more to like Czech Cash and Country by Midland. Uh, but this That's is... a really good song. Yeah. Also, though, Daniel Caesar has such an amazing voice. Um, he does. Like, I don't even know who he is, but like his voice was like so mesmerizing. I was you like, You need wow. to listen to him. You need to listen to him. He's just played at Coachella, not to bring back Chella FOMO, as I'm calling it. Yeah. I'm See, gonna I go had a friend one, yeah. there this weekend, and he only went for Beyonce, and like he keeps like saying about how much he does not like being there. Oh well, I, here's the thing: I've got a friend. Her name's Alana. I, she's a. I'm very good friends with her. We've always agreed that we would go to Coachella for the first time together. Mm-hmm. I could have actually gone this year, but I said no because she wouldn't be able to go. That's how good of a friend I am. Look how nice you are. I would have gone mm-hmm. anyways. You are well. Me, on the other hand, <laughs> reliable, trustworthy, perhaps a little bit of an idiot. Who knows? Um, yeah. Wow. Like we're there. We're at basically at the end of the podcast. We are. It's flown by this week. It has. It really has. You actually, a question for you, which popped in my head before, when you said the phrase, "Are you sure you didn't listen to this song and think, oh, there's this guy I want to punch in the face'? It's about you." Um. I was watching the trailer for the film The Purge. Okay. You know, but you know, they've got a new version coming out called like The First Purge or something. Yeah, because um, isn't it like showing how they came up with it or something like that? Yeah, but it's, I mean, this whole thing, this franchise is dead. How they're still making Purge films, I don't know. But anyway, um, if, I, a question for you, because you have got exes that you would like, you vocally said you'd like to kill or at least hurt. Yeah. In a purge-like situation, do you think you would lock yourself in your house for your own protection or just go and kill those those guys, but at risk of hurting yourself? Well, you know, that's a really good question. Um, I would probably just lock myself in my house just because, like, I don't know if it's worth killing them when yeah. I could possibly be killed myself. You know what? That's how you know you've gotten over them, because you're prioritizing yourself over hurting them. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's such an amazingly <laughs> dramatic way How to end touching. this podcast. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, I'm going to go and eat ice cream and cry in a corner with a candle on. Um, this week's songs Andrew <laughs> McMahon in the wildness with Fire Escape, Midland, Check Cash and Country, Sam Hunt, Leave the Night On, and Jesse Reyes Figures A Reprise featuring Daniel Caesar. Thank you, Megan. Thank you. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. 
Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com